welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I just want to say welcome. If this is your very first time tuning in to the podcast, welcome, welcome. And if you are a repeat listener, thank you so much and welcome back. I really appreciate each and every one of you taking out your precious time to listen and get this knowledge. So, I just wanted to take the time out to talk about what happened last weekend and why I didn't upload a podcast. So, I'm trying to get them uploaded every week and I think I mentioned before that, you know, as moms we get super busy, but we still have to keep our commitment. So, I do apologize, but I want to tell you guys where I was. So, here in Houston, um, we have... A black and natural pageant, and they had a black excellence awards gala, and they nominated me for uh, podcast of the year. And so at first, I was like, "Well, I just started the podcast, and I wanted to know how that actually worked and how they chose me." And anyways, long story short. I figured it out. They had to listen to some podcasts and pick one. And so anyways, mine got chosen. So I'm very thankful for those ladies who voted for me. So thank you. Within a short amount of time, I've really been able to make a lot of impact. And I'm just so grateful to be in this space. So moving right along, we are continuing the travel series. So today you guys have the privilege of sitting in on a conversation with myself and Kelly Woods, who is a travel consultant and is solely focused on allowing single parents to travel inexpensively. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you guys know that I appreciate the reviews, the DMs, the messages, just everything. Thank you. You know, as encouragers, we all need to be encouraged at some point. You know, we never know if what we're saying or what we're sharing is making an impact if no one ever lets us know. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Continue to leave those reviews and keep sending me feedback, okay? Now, let's get into this episode. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I'm so excited to sit down tonight and have this chat with you to talk about traveling. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing well. Thanks for asking. So um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Kelly. Kelly Woods. I'm founder of uh, Traveler with Cute Luggage. Um, I'm a mini travel influencer and as well as certified consultant. I help single parents of color travel with their kids inexpensively. And by doing that, um, I do that with my blog, some little few travel guides, consultations and also travel strategy sessions um so um and I also still travel um but I try to find the best deal possible even outside of being um you know uh with my travel vendors awesome so Kelly how long have you actually been a travel consultant um as far as you know going through getting certified and things like that is next month will make a year but I've been doing you know travel consulting 
um, a little bit over, I would say, a year and a half. Yeah, over a year and a half. Because I made the decision to go ahead and just be like, well, if I know all this stuff, then I may as well just go ahead and put it out there and see if I could not just make money from it, but as well teach others on how I do this thing also um, with traveling with my kids. Awesome. So what sparked your interest in travel? Because I know like in order to, you know, commit to helping moms travel inexpensively, you have to love it yourself. So um, what actually sparked that for you? Well, actually, um, a few years ago, I would say back in 2015, um, I was diagnosed with uh, depression and anxiety. And I was like, okay, the, um, you know, with doctors, they usually want to prescribe you something in order to help you with your diagnosis and things like that. And I'm not much of a medicine, chemical type of person. I try to find a natural way or, you know, an herbal way to try to get things in order. Um, so I was like, no, I don't want the prescription or any pills. I'm going to try to find my way myself out of the situation. Um, I mean, there's no way that you could really heal yourself from depression and anxiety, um, you know, unless you work on yourself and find the root that triggers it. So basically what I've done is um, one day I was sitting in my mom's room. We were watching um, the travel channel or, you know, some type of food network channel. And I think it was, I think it was Guy Fury or something like that. You know, the one that does the dinos, drive-ins and dives. Uh-huh. He, I believe he was in Phoenix, Arizona. And I was like, ma, I'm going to go to, to Arizona one day. She was like, well, shoot, just go ahead and go. She thought she didn't really take me seriously until I booked it actually like an actual year later in 2016. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. But I made it a mission while I was in Phoenix. Well, actually I went to Scottsdale. I took a car, rented the car and drove from Phoenix to Scottsdale. I made it my mission to write down my pros and cons of basically what makes me happy and what makes me, uh, you know, what doesn't make me happy. And my mission was to figure out a way to bring out happy in myself okay interesting so let's back up a little bit because I know you know you told the listeners a little bit about you but um let's talk about mom life a little bit so how long have you actually been a single mom yourself and then how many kids do you actually have um well I've been a single mom it'll be going on it'll be 11 years my oldest will be 11 this year, um, so it actually be going on 12 years, um, and I actually have two boys. I have one that's going on 11, so he's 10 now, and I have a four-year-old that'll be five this year, so I have two boys, and uh, I fell for the suckers two times, uh, <laughs> so, I have, <laughs> so I have two baby fathers, but uh, we make things work. Okay, interesting. So, 
All right, so go back to, you know, you're in your mom's room, you're watching the show, and you have this whole vision about going to Arizona. So you go to Arizona, and you end up liking it, right? You make the list out. So at what point were you like, I'm going to bring my kids along, you know, like I'm going to expose them to the world as well. While I was there, every place I would go, I'd be like, oh, my kid would like that. My child would like that. So I was like, why not start bringing them along with me on this journey? You know, since now I'm I'm recharged and revamped and it's it's exactly what I needed. So I was like, maybe travel is something that I should get into. I mean, everybody else comes to me about traveling, you know, how to get this hotel deal or what did you find this airfare deal? So why not make it into something that, you can not only profit from, but um, bring some sort of purpose to it because I didn't see a lot of single parents of color traveling with their kids. Most single parents don't think it's affordable. So I was like, okay, then yeah, that's what I need to do. Yes, I would definitely agree because in the beginning, um, when my daughter was younger, I feel like I really should have been doing a lot more because I didn't have to pay for a flight, (laughs) but I really didn't think about bringing her along and probably until she was like three, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, I should really start, you know, taking her along on these trips or or either um, just you know, finding somewhere that's kid-friendly that she can actually go, that isn't expensive, right? Right. And so that's what I started doing. Yeah, my story, you know, honestly, I can't really recall the exact moment where I was like, okay, I'm taking her along. It was just like, I just woke up one day and was like, okay, like, we're gonna go to see my friend in St. Louis. And it was kind of like (laughs) how we ended up uh, flying. And I think our first flight was with southwest and then her dad Mm. he um, went to a police academy and so we actually um flew to his i don't know what you call it to like when they graduate from academy or whatever Mm -hmm. and so um we flew to that for his thing and so anyways we kind of been doing that ever since she was three and she's five now so we haven't been doing it very long but i just think it's very interesting to see other women of color you know with their kids out here doing this yeah, and I mean, it's, I mean, to be honest with you, it's actually affordable. Like, when I first brought it to, you know, to a head saying, hey, I want to go ahead and travel with my kids, basically, my first trip was with my oldest to, you know, test the waters with him, and I actually, our first flight was on Southwest, and we went to D.C. We actually stayed in... Um, I forgot what the name of the city, the little town is, but it's outside of Baltimore and an hour away from D.C. So we were not too far away from Baltimore. We took the train or the light rail or whatever to Baltimore to go to a few museums there. But we also took the train to D.C. to take um, um, our visit to the Smithsonian, the new Smithsonian Museum of uh, African-American Culture and you know, museum, and it was, it was actually awesome, but it was, um, you never, you never think that I paid basically under $800 for the whole trip to happen. Oh, yes, I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, now they may not, but I do. But yeah, it was, I was like, 
I didn't think that I could actually do it because I was like, oh, I'm going to get a rental and all this. No, I didn't need a rental. Their public, uh, their public transportation is everything that you need. Um, it's affordable and gets you where you need to go. Yes, I actually love D.C. I haven't been there in a while, but yes, I think that, you know, people far, like, underestimate, like, the cost of the trip, mm-hmm. and they just look at it and think, oh, I can't afford it, instead of, like, stopping to really think about, okay, well, how do they take their kids, or even asking, like, was it expensive, you know, how did you plan for it, how did you save for it, what kind of budget did you have, you know, those type of questions, like, I just think like people should not be afraid to ask other people. You just never know. They may be open to discuss, you know, what they actually paid. Right. That's exactly why I have those, um, those travel strategy sessions. Cause what, um, with the session, we go over mindset, we go over interest and of course we go over budget. So, you know, it's something that is needed when they do have those questions. I mean, it could just be a simple question that I really don't charge for, like, what is a ballpark price from, you know, Houston to, say, New York or to California? I don't mind giving those, you know, those answers. That's quick to to find. But when it comes down to, you know, taking time to actually you know, all those questions answered other than, you know, just looking for a flight, then yeah, we're going to have to see what we could possibly do. And of course it costs because it takes time. Right. And so that leads me to my next question. So, you know, um, a lot of people are not familiar with the process of like um, consulting or like looking for a travel agent, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe I guess before we get into that, can you talk a little bit about the difference between a travel agent and a travel consultant or are you guys kind of similar we're kind of similar uh, but in my case some with the travel agent uh agency i do have a host agency which is basically i'm signed with a company like um let's see paycation and um it's a, it's a whole lot of host agencies out there um, but I did a lot of research before I um, even signed up with a host agency. But what I basically do is I don't just go with the vendors. I also go outside of the vendors where, okay, we're going to go over how much this flight costs. What can we save on that? Um, hotels, we're going to see, you know, the ballpark price on the hotels and things like that. Um and also as well transportation. So I basically dissect every little aspect. With travel agencies, sometimes they have those vacation packages and they go straight by the book. Sometimes I don't. I go outside of the vendors and try to find the best deal possible. Okay, awesome. So it really sounds like, you know, you're customizing the client's experience. And so that's actually where the consultation comes in. That's kind of like where your service fees come in and how you're able to actually do that for them. Mm -hmm. Actually, and then um, as well, you know, once we're done with, you know, with the session, I make sure that I try to, well, not try to, but I do um, send a um, itinerary, you know, you can either, you know, 
go by that itinerary. Um, if not, you know, that's really up to you, but hopefully you take something from the session and if you learn and you learn something to take along with you in order to, you know, book it yourself or you could teach someone else. Awesome. That's really awesome that you take the time out to do that. So, um, you know, just say, for example, we have a mom and she is planning her trip. At what point in her trip planning process should she actually reach out to you? Should it be like at the very beginning, like, oh, she has an idea or should she actually like take the time to do a little bit more research and then reach out? Kind of talk about that a little bit. I would suggest both aspects, but um, I feel as if, if they're in a dire need where they're like, okay, this this can't, this is impossible. It just doesn't fit in my budget. Then yes, get in contact with the travel consultant or a travel agent and see what they could possibly do. Okay. So you're more of like, okay, like they already have in mind where they want to go, what they want to do, but they just need some help with the price. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So then if they actually don't know what they want to do or how much they want to spend or anything like that, you would prefer them to do the actual research first prior to contacting you. Is that correct? Right. And if, you know, if they don't want to do that, of course, you know, I have that, that service. If they don't want to do the research, they want me to just go ahead and book it. Okay. Then that comes to the point where, you know, there is that service fee or that booking fee and if you book with me, okay, I'm going to use half of that booking fee towards your travel, or I'm going to send you half of that money on a gift card and use it as you please. If you don't book with me, well, that's, you know, basically the time that you spent with me and I keep that fee. So, <laughs> I mean, it's any way it go, you know, with me spending my time um, to help you with this, I'm going to you know charge you for the service that services that I've given to you period point blank because I mean that's time that I could have spent you know going um going to do something for my son or something um that needed to be done around the house and things like that so basically time is money but my purpose is basically to make sure that you are getting an experience for the money that you spend Okay, so that totally makes sense, because um, I think a lot of people fail to realize that, you know, those consultant fees or booking fees goes towards the actual travel, and it's because you're actually doing the work, you're researching, you're trying to find the best deal, and all of these things, so I'm glad you uh, made a point to say that. Now, uh, when we're talking about services, you did mention that a part of it can be applied towards the trip mm -hmm. so also talk about booking with a deposit so I know that uh, most of the times and I know with travel agents I haven't really um, worked with any you know consultants so I it may be similar or it may not so you know talk to me a little bit about this so you can allow someone to book a trip for like a $50 deposit, say for instance, like how does that work? How are you allowed to, you know, make that happen for them with only a small deposit and then you put them on like a payment plan, right? Mm -hmm. Lately, I have um, a vendor that I do use 
um, where I well I actually have a few but usually with the $50 deposit or something like that I usually use for um, booking hotels but um, recently you know I've also have posted about uh, the $1 deposits for I think that's Royal Caribbean. No, it's not Royal Caribbean. It's Norwegian um, cruises that have the $1 deposit. So basically you're going to, um, going by the vendor uh, payment plan, which I do send to, um, to my clients and let them know, well, hey, this is your payment schedule. Um, and as well, but with the hotels, you could put down your $50 deposit, but you have to pay the full balance once you get to the hotel. So uh, pay your deposit now and then pay later once you get to your destination. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. So now once they've paid a deposit, are the trips non-refundable or can they get that money back? It's non-refundable, unfortunately. And due to the fact that um, with cancellations come with fees, and as well, um, it comes again around to, you know, when t- uh, basically time is money, um, but mostly it's because of cancellations. And with vendors, they have that non-refundable, you know, disclosure and things like that. So it's basically how, how it rolls. That's how, basically how it goes. Okay, interesting. So is there like travel insurance available um, to protect in the event that someone would want to cancel or is that not an option? Now, if it's something that's well, that's also where um, travel insurance comes in. And as well, um, you know, if a natural disaster happens and there's nothing that we basically can do about it, then I can say um, the that's where the refund comes in. Okay, interesting. So do you actually um, provide that travel insurance or do they actually have to purchase that on their own? Um, I do um, do travel insurance as well. That comes with most vendors, but um, I, to be, I'm, I'm going to give a little gem. Um, I don't usually do travel insurance um, with a vendor or anything like that. I do it with my credit card. Most credit card companies um, have travel insurance. That's only if, you know, you have credit cards or anything like that. Usually like with um, American Express, they have um, a section where if they cancel the flight and you also have to cancel a night on your hotel, um, they refund you back that money through American Express. So I was like, okay, this sounds a little bit better than insurance that's coming with this vendor or with this um, with this company. So basically I go through my through my uh, credit card and I pay what $85 and I go right along about my business. Okay. And so um do you really recommend that you know it, it probably varies from credit card mm-hmm. to credit card right so do you recommend that um, they actually take the time to find out what's included in their travel insurance policy absolutely um due to the fact that there's so many stipulations when it comes to with insurance um you know you could do your own research but i also 
within with me if that person wants that insurance i'm going uh to send you what the information uh, the information on that uh that company's travel insurance okay awesome i guess i i didn't really mention this earlier so like we talked about this scenario of a mom who may not know where she actually wants to go so maybe this is her first time actually traveling right or planning a trip for her and her child or children and she doesn't know where to go so kind of talk about your process on making recommendations for destinations is it kind of like based on her budget if she has one or if she doesn't even know like how much she should expect to spend i guess this would make i mean i guess this may be like a consultant thing um, right. where you say okay you need to book a strategy session but kind of talk about how you figure out what sort of des destinations to recommend for the moms research um and i go through several other um websites um when it comes to something like that um when they want to travel during a certain month or um the lowest cost uh place to go during that month but also you know they also have to think about what they're interested in what they're trying to do so <clears throat> in order to do that i go to skyscanner.com um they give you the month that uh you know you it gives you the option where you can pick which month that you want to travel and you um and then you could just put in anywhere and click on the month that you want to travel and they'll tell you which country um and let you know what's the cheapest within that month so i go there first but um I, like i said i also go to um you know try to find out their interests what they're trying to do when it comes to when they want to travel okay um, and it's it's i mean it's a great uh app and it's also a great website to also check out because skyscanner has uh saved um saved me from a lot of digging um even though it's still research but it saved me from a, um, doing a whole lot of digging okay interesting because i actually like a skyscanner too and like you said for that reason of trying to figure out okay um where can i actually go if i'm flying from here to um you know anywhere in the u.s or anywhere international for a certain price so yes that's that's actually a good tip when they have booked their trip and they're actually set to go travel are you accessible like 24 hours so just in case something happens do they have like a number where they contact you or how does that work absolutely um especially when you know you basically invested your money into your trip you know into your experience um i would expect you know everything to go you know smooth as possible but when it doesn't i'm always available i'm like I wouldn't say an insomniac, but I've always been a night owl, even as a little kid. Um, I've been that night owl, and I try to make sure that everything is done. You know, I, I basically work at night, so I'm basically doing more research, bringing more content and things like that. But when it comes to you've basically invested your money into that experience, yes, you at absolutely have that 24-hour access to give me a call and let me know what's going on okay awesome 
so they can contact you anytime that's really good because like when you book it yourself you don't really get that like if you use Expedia or Skyscanner or one of those online booking engines you don't have anyone to call when something happens it's like you have to figure out yourself so that's one of the benefits of actually having an agent or a consultant you know to actually book the trip right. are there any other benefits that you can think of that um outweigh booking it yourself um with the travel agent um usually they have like recently i've been given um like i've said before i've been given quotes and things on cruises so um come to find out that some agents have that um that leeway with their host agency um they get a lower price on the deposit and i was like that's something new um i've never heard of anything like that the deposit was totally different from what they had online and when i called in the deposit was much lower so you know it's it really and truly comes in handy um with a travel agent because and as well you know we contact those hotels we contact those cruise lines uh, cruise line companies to make sure that we won't I mean our client don't come across any type of problems because I know also cruises that go to Cuba and you know with the Cuban um, policies now some cruises are giving people problems uh, with trying to get to Cuba so when it came down to, um, time to it one of the um, one of the clients from one of my partners had this client where they couldn't even go on the trip at all but i always recommend when it comes to something like that always have your passport instead of your birth certificate birth certificates don't have as much leeway um, as a passport does when you're on cruises and as well now with most states you can't even get on a domestic flight without your passport so it's it it's it's a lot that goes into it it's it's we communicate a lot with these vendors and these companies the way most um people cannot wow okay that's really interesting too i, I didn't know that mm -hmm. especially about the passport um for domestic now you know what i think i read an article um a few months ago about them saying that some of the states were actually gonna start making people actually have their passport to board so that's interesting right 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 let's talk about the actual consultant or i guess strategy session i don't know why i keep saying consultant session so how much is it and then kind of talk about the average deposit for a trip so i know you said it's fifty dollars for hotels but like for the trips are there um is there like a certain percentage or how does that work well, I usually um, charge a specific price um, if it's like all-inclusive, um, air, hotel, transportation. Um, I have a set price on that, um, which I usually charge um, no more than $200 um, when it comes to that. And like I said, if you book with me, um, that you know, half of that goes into your trip. If you don't book with me, of course, from that time and, you know, the research, that money goes to me. Um, and 
you know, with hotels or you're just looking for a flight for me to book um, or transportation that you would like for me to book, um, that's $50. But right now what I'm doing is a special um, for my travel strategy sessions. Right now my uh, sessions are $59 because from my sessions, we go over mindset, we go over interest, we go over your budget. And also I send you worksheets to work on, you know, over on your budget. And as well, I send an itinerary um, after the session is over. So right now my sessions are $59. And after um, April 1st, um, they will be going up to $150. Okay, awesome. And again, this travel strategy session is just basically you doing research to help the client find out where they want to go, how much they want to spend, excuse me, and all those types of things, right? Right. And we go through, um, you know, this is one of those sessions where you have to basically take that time, um, you know, actually sit with me virtually to go over this because it's some things, you know, I'm basically teaching you. So we're going through a, you know, either you know, free conference call or with Zoom, and I'm basically showing you where you need to go, what you need to do, or how to hack this in order to make this cheaper and things like that. That's what I'm basically doing. So it's a lot that goes with the session. You'll be learning a lot. Awesome. That sounds very good. Now, if one of the moms that are listening actually wants to become a travel consultant themselves, what do you recommend like maybe if you had to give someone like three tips um that you didn't have when you were starting out on your journey um, what would you give to them one would be to um do your research on your um who you want your host agency to be um a host agency be like um, american express um mine is extreme travel um, they have vacation, they have other host agencies like that. Do your research and see how much um, they're giving you on commission. And I'm going to say this, when it comes to host agencies, you could never get 50% commission ever. Like you could never get 75 or 80% commission. With some of these companies, they let you know that, but you're basically getting pennies on a dollar. So why would you go with that host agency? That's, that's, that's something that I basically had to do research on. And a lot of people have, have helped me figure that out if, they, if I wanted, you know, to become that travel agent. So I went on and took that step and I signed up with Extreme Travel because before I signed up with that agency, um, I had my blog and stuff already. So they let me use my blog and also sell travel on my services page and things like that. So um, my brand, they, instead of posting their name everywhere, I post my own. So that's, uh, that's my second tip. Basically, if you know that you're building a brand and you want just your name on it, do some research um, with what company just want their name stamped on it, or you could just have your name stamped on it. So that comes in with the research. But if you're building the brand, make sure that it's okay with that host agency that you're using your name and your name only. Third one would be 
Well, I've kind of already put it into, in, into one and two, but your host agency, do you research on commission, how much commission that you will be receiving from that company? That's about it because it's it's a whole it's a whole lot of stuff that comes into it. Um, when it when I've done extensive research, there is a website called um, hostagencyreviews.com, and they will give you the breakdown of every host agent host agency company. Okay. And just to um, actually break this down, because some people may be actually wondering, like, a host agency, what is that? So can you kind of help them out with that? A host agency is basically, um, they take um, most of the liability um, on um, when you are booking travel for someone. Like, with a consultant, um, you don't have to, with, with being a consultant, you don't have to be, you don't have to have that agency that host agency to back you up but when you are excuse me when you are with a agency they back you up you don't you know you don't have to go through all the lawyers and the contracts and stuff like that the host agency already has it so that's uh that's the good part about having a host agency that helps you with that and of course i mean being a travel agent um comes with you know, travel agent benefits. So um, that's another good thing about it. Yeah, so I've actually heard of extreme travel. So that's cool. Um, I know, a, I think um, a lady, she may actually be a single mom too, but um, she has been in travel for a while prior to actually, I think getting with extreme travel. I think she was working, Honestly, I can't remember, but she's from another country and she actually moved to the States and decided that she didn't want to, I think she was doing luxury travel. So she continued to keep that same niche. So let me ask you, so um, I know your main thing is to help single moms travel inexpensively. Is that it? Is that pretty much like your main focus? Um, or do you have like, you know, something else like you're interested, like right now you say you were focusing on the cruises. So is that kind of like your thing, um, which you're like, I think, do you guys do like certificates or get certified and like different things? I think that's kind of how it works, right? Right. You have to go through those classes and everything in order to receive your certification. But even with each and every um, vendor that you want to work with, um, like I work with um, Expedia, I work with Carnival, of course, um, Royal Caribbean, and it's a whole lot of other vendors that I do work with. Um, you have to go through their certification as well in order to learn that company and learn the ins and outs on how to book, um, learning about their ships and learning about their certain hotels and things like that in order to um, become certified. Um, so it's not just the host agency that you have to be certified with. You have those vendors that you have to be certified with in order to book. Okay, awesome. Thanks for breaking that down because I know some people would probably have those questions. And um, like Kelly said, you know, there's extreme travel. I've also heard of IntelliTravel, um, like Paycation, which is like the marketing arm of um, extreme travel, right? And so, right. yeah, so just do your research, like she said, and if you're interested in actually becoming a consultant or an agent, 
And I think that's pretty much it, Kelly. But before we get on out of here, um, tell us your favorite place to visit um, by yourself and then with your kids. Um, to be honest, um, even though it's like only four or five hours away from where I am, um, I love New Orleans. Um, New Orleans has that culture that can never, um, that you can never say that you had that bad experience or anything like that. I mean, I love the food, I love music. Um, even, you know, you can also bring your kids there. Um, they have, you know, the Audubon uh, Zoo. They have the butterfly uh, exhibit um, going to, you know, the different parks. But me and my kids, we like to eat and see different things. Um, so New Orleans would possibly would be my number one and is that your number one like with your kids and do you have a different one for yourself or is that pretty much it all around that's pretty much it all around um i mean we love it there we i mean we're basically we're actually going again um this year um i usually would go for um bayou classic weekend which is southern against um against gremlin in november but um going during a you know regular when they don't have so, so many music festivals and all these types of festivals is the best time to go so it won't be so crowded and so packed yes actually you know i'm from mississippi originally so my parents actually were born and raised in new orleans so mm -hmm. um it's actually not on my list to just go because we went there so often i used to spend summers there so it's uh -huh. like you know for me i'm just like okay i love the city but <laughs> like right. you know for people who haven't you know like had a chance to experience and they love it um yeah but for me i will say because i know people are probably like wondering okay well what's your favorite so um to take my daughter though I, we haven't been a whole lot of places just yet but um i love the beach my daughter loves the water and even though either one of us could swim like that's on our to-do list but mm -hmm. um orlando like it's super cheap like um i wrote a blog post about um, my first flight was Spirit, and I don't know if you've ever tried Spirit yet, but contrary to, to all these bad reviews, right. um, my experience was okay, and I'm even thinking about using them again because they're so cheap, and I didn't have any issues, and so Orlando yeah. for her, and then for me, um, I'm really like an island person, right, so um, I've been to let's see jamaica bahamas and aruba and so and, and tulum mexico and so out of those i don't know like i don't know if i have a favorite just yet because i really like um jamaica's culture and how everybody was like so nice um well i mean maybe not so nice but maybe like just a culture how they're so open to like you know, telling you about the local spots, and I'm a locals person, right, so when I go to these places, I like to chat it up with the locals and figure out where um, we can go, where we can save money, and that sort of thing, like the local bus, if they have one, um, right. you know, catching a cab versus renting a car, like that whole sort of thing, just getting that experience, right, and right. so um, also Aruba, like the people there were really nice, but there were not a whole lot of us there, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. and so um yeah i don't know if i have a favorite just yeah i really want to go back to the bahamas so i actually did a carnival cruise there mm -hmm. 
and I'm just gonna say like crews are not my favorite because you're on like a schedule and so we didn't really get to spend a whole lot of time there when we got off the the um ship we had to like find a tour right because we didn't book through the cruise which you know that is an option but um once we got off the ship we found a tour we had to wait and so it took basically all day and so Mm -hmm. they took us to the beach but that was about it like we went to the beach we did some shopping at like a market or two and yeah that was pretty much our day at I think was it Nassau maybe Mm -hmm. and so yeah like I really want to go back to the Bahamas yeah I just um I really don't want I don't want to start doing cruises but I know it's gonna it's gonna come a time to where I have to um in order that experience and I want to make sure that I let you know my customers or clients know or you know visitors know that you know these are the do's and don'ts of cruises and um as well like me and my kids we haven't went to uh too many places as well um last year we only went to two places we went to um vegas and oh my god you have to tell me about that well, I actually brought my dad with um, along with me on this trip, and it cost uh, about a thousand dollars for all four of us to go. Wow. Um, we went um, a few days before Easter of last year, and it was his first flight. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and make this experience happen for my dad. This is his first time flying. Like that. So That's we flew. Amazing. We flew on Frontier. Um, which is a budget airline, but my dad thought that he could bring like all this stuff along with him in boxes and stuff like that. I was like, no, sir. Um, oh, especially not Frontier, no, sir. No, no. Uh, and and most people don't know that don't don't do research is these bags and stuff that cost they a cost lot of money, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like. Well, dang, like, and that's why this year I'm packing light. I have to because if it if it don't fit under the seat, it's not going. Um, <laughs> that is my thing. <laughs> we also went to New York, and I brought my mom with us to New York, but we spent six days in New York. Wow. And <clears throat> come to find out, well, I spent way less than, I, I probably spent less than $1,800 for that one. And um, we flew Southwest, and the tickets were reasonable, um, but the hotels weren't. The hotels um, were like over $1,500 for the six nights that we were going to stay there. So I was like, okay, let's find something uh, something a little, a little different. So we booked an Airbnb, um, and our first experience was awesome. We stayed in Brooklyn. We were not too far away from um, the subway, and we stayed in a good area within uh, within Brooklyn. Um, I forgot what was uh, the you know the section that we were in in Brooklyn, but um, it was affordable because we paid le- um, I think less than eight hundred fifty dollars for the six nights. That's ha- basically half of what we would have spent in a hotel oh, in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, Kelly, do you typically stay in Airbnbs with your kids or what do you what is your preference? I guess what do you like best when when traveling with your kids? Whatever is cheap, but I try not to go the tourist route too much, um, which, you know, most hotels do. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it really depends on what my mission is or what my purpose is on each trip that I go on. The trip in Vegas, we stayed, um, it was a timeshare, but I paid less than what um, I would have paid for if I was staying on the strip. It was a condo. So it was really, it was really nice, spacious condo, but um it was a timeshare they you know with every timeshare they're trying to have you to buy the uh buy the timeshare there i was like no i i paid my money through you know through this airport site through frontier to even get this uh get this rate it was like a hundred dollars a night and uh they was like well okay the next time that you come make sure you go to i was like no i'll probably book again through the airport, uh, <laughs> through the airport, again, so we won't have to go through this through this trouble again. But um, it really all depends on what my purpose and my mission is. Because usually, when I do um, do my trips, it comes with a purpose. Yeah, I definitely. Um, like I said, I, I haven't done a whole lot of travel with my daughter yet, but um, I know typically they're short trips because I work um, a typical nine to five, mm-hmm. and so I don't have a whole lot of PTO. Like the job I work for now, our company PTO policy isn't the best, so I'm always trying to be mindful of that. But I think that my thing is that I want to do less as possible so that we could have more time for the trip. And a lot of Airbnbs, um, you have to actually go out and buy things or bring them with you, right? So like essentials, um, you know, I don't know. Some of them may have it, but when we stayed in Tulum, which I think it was actually our first Airbnb, and we stayed in Tulum and yeah, we had to bring like detergent and um, like, you know, food or whatever we wanted, like essentials, we had to bring it. Whereas, you know, if you're staying in a hotel, those things are provided for you or you can go to their restaurant or, you know, order room service, Uh um, things like that. And so that's why I'm just like, yeah, it just depends um, because like sometimes saving the money may be worth it but you know taking your kids to the store to go buy this and that like do you really want you know so I guess like you said it just depends on the goal of the trip Mm -hmm. and And with the Airbnb that I had um you know the guy was very um he helped out a very lot I mean even though he was upstairs um you know they have those different well we actually stayed in kind of like a brownstone so um we were downstairs at the lower apartment he owned the whole you know the whole brownstone so he had an apartment downstairs and that's where we stayed but he had detergent he had a um housekeeper that was um that kept up with the place um before we got in and after we left and he he had detergent he had the laundry room everything set up um the kitchen was fabulous um the rooms were amazing come to find out he worked for a uh worked for hgtv so his uh spaces has been used on a few shows and there's bodegas on basically every corner so we had no i mean they had a supermarket that wasn't too far away from there um so we bought food and we cooked we didn't eat too much we didn't eat out much at all wow that's awesome so yeah i guess it just depends on then the area and you know, like the mission. And so I guess they all vary. So I guess you really just have to do your research. 
right and um as well you know do research on your hotels i do extensive research on hotels. oh me too google reviews expedia reviews like i am really <laughs> adamant about those reviews right and i mean even you know even with reviews you also have reviews on you know travel consultants and travel agents because it's a lot of them that come out and they give us a bad name. Um, like not too long ago, a lady was taking, you know, payments saying that she booked this and booked that, but um, make sure that they give you your confirmation of where you booked, where you, you know, stand and everything like that. And you check that yourself. Don't ever depend on just, you know, having them to book this and book that. And at the end of the day, it's not booked. You know, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't play those games. Um, it's just something that comes with the territory. And I, I hate that they give, uh, you know, travel agents that bad of a name because I'm like, yo, this, this is not, this is not good at all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely do your research. I mean, they have reviews on agents, so you may, you may want to look um you know they have facebook business pages where people giving reviews or throwing salt on somebody's name so you may want to look at that as well yes and i mentioned on um the first podcast episode i did for the travel series i mentioned using um instagram uh hashtags mm -hmm. so i think when i chose like our airbnb for tulum i was actually looking for um, the area, like, through Instagram hashtags, and then I also went to Jamaica, and I would message people to see if they liked it, if they liked the area, and so I think that's very helpful, too, as well, when mm -hmm. deciding where to stay or what area. So, yeah, all of this has been really good advice, Kelly, and I really thank you and appreciate it, and I know it's going to help some single moms out there, and so if they're actually interested in booking a travel strategy session or just connecting with you, where can they find you? Well, they can find me um, on Facebook, Instagram, and also Pinterest, um, all under the name um, Traveling with Cute Luggage. And as well, if they're wanting a strategy session or anything like that, of course, those links are in my bios on Facebook, Instagram, and as well, um, Pinterest. But you could also go to travelingwithcuteluggage.com or email me, Kelly, at travelingwithcuteluggage.com. All right. Awesome. Thanks again, Kelly. I really appreciate it. And you have a great night. Same to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you actually learned something. So if you thought this episode was helpful, please leave me a review in whatever platform you're listening, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or SoundCloud. I really appreciate it. And hop on over and follow me on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood. I'm also on Facebook at Single Black Motherhood. And you can check out the website at singleblackmotherhood.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, bye.